everyone. My name is John Edwards. With me as always is Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. Say hello to the folks, Zeke. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? No, it's Dern. Dern? Yeah. Learning new... I know, John. It's been a slow process. I know. We're... You know, maybe by year three, I think we're going to be somewhere. It's only taken me, like, no, it's actually like year 16 down here. Well, I meant, you know, some people have more of a <laughs> redneck accent than others. Hey, so, hey, what, what we're fixing to do right here is uh, these are one of our smaller shows. As we know, there are lots of stuff that gets sent to us. We can't always do a big show around it. We still want to make sure we do it. We still want to make sure that we get something out to you all. So what we're doing is more of these quick hitter episodes. And this is Blue Note Bourbon, which was sent to us. Blue Note Bourbon is a premium small batch blend of straight bourbon whiskey that has been aged, blended, proofed, and bottled in Memphis, Tennessee. They named their bourbon in honor of the world-famous Memphis Blues, which have had a profound influence on virtually every form of modern music. Like the Blues, Blue Note Bourbon was not born in Memphis, but Memphis is where it aged and came to life. That's some damn good marketing right there. (laughs) So they hope that it's going to have its unique impact on the city and the legacy as a contributor to the rich food and beverage culture. So it's truly a small batch. We have a bottle of batch two. Batch two consisted of only five barrels. The youngest was aged for nine years and 10 months. There's only, uh, there's going to be big differences between the batches here because they're, it's kind of like barrel. If you think about it, that's really what they're going for here. Each batch is going to be at 93 proof though. That's one thing that they did mention. And uh, so it'll be 46.5 ABV. This is a Tennessee bourbon. And it's a Tennessee bourbon that has not gone through the Lincoln County process. They said that they have, as much as we want to think that this is going to come from one distillery in Tennessee, they say that they have stuff that's coming from everywhere. So some might be predominantly Tennessee. Some might have other places. Some might have mingled together. Are you saying inside the state of Tennessee or just in general stuff from everywhere? Because the back of this label does say distilled in Tennessee. Yeah, so this one is all Tennessee whiskey, but later batches may have oh, I got you. stuff from everywhere. So, so as much as we want to think we know where each one is going to come from, if it says from Tennessee, they might have you know a little bit of dickle like we think it is. They have not told us. They did tell us when they sent us a letter that they can't disclose, but... Uh, if it's a little bit of Dickel and a little bit of MGP or a little bit of, you know, their later patches might have mingling of distilleries. Well, yeah, I mean, anything sourced, you got to look at the back of the label or, or wherever on the label, most everyone's going to say distilled in, you know, XYZ or whatever it may be. So always check that with anyone that's sourcing and blending because odds are it's going to change from batch to batch. Because they have suppliers in five different states to source their bourbon and whiskey. They started in 2014. It's Big River Distilling out of Memphis. Originally, they did vodka, but they always wanted to do whiskey and bourbon. So this is, you know, they they aged this on the banks of the Mississippi, all that other good stuff. Um, They talk about the blending in the letter they sent to us and all the different things about, you know, blending, which... We know there's plenty of blended whiskeys out there right now when you think about 
Kentucky Owl, Pinhook, and then just all the small batch blends that come out anyway. There's a great art to blending that I would love to master someday. Batches one and two are $52.99. Later batches may vary in price. So they offer single barrels. It's one of those things where you can probably reach out to them at Big River if if you want to get a barrel. But uh, they are expanding. They're only in Memphis right now. They are looking to expand to other markets. That is all you need to know about Blue Note bourbon before we go ahead and taste it. Sounds good. I will say, um, even before we dive into anything, I do find it interesting that, at least for now, they're committed to being locked in at 93 proof. I always go back to the the Sean Josephs and Pinhook episode we had where... Yeah, same thing here. I mean, every batch is obviously going to be different. What's in there is different, I think, unless you really start out with, you know, cash strength and then, you know, have various glasses with various amounts of water that are, you know, documented. You're probably selling yourself short, just if nothing else, from seeing what other expressions are going to be out there. Because clearly all these things change uh, with the amount of water that goes into them. I should mention before we even get into drinking this, the the bottle shape, it, it's, it looks like a BTAC bottle. You know, the way that it's presented, it looks classy, very much kind of the, the shape is the same that you would have from BTAC. And they didn't go too crazy with the, uh, it just looks simple, classy. It, it looks like a good bottle to have on the shelf, right? Well, and, you know, I think too, neither one of us are uh, in the business of glassware. At least it seems to me when I'm in, you know, stores and looking at shelves. For the smaller companies, there's not a whole lot of options, I don't think. You know, we've had, you know, folks that did <clears throat> very unique one-offs of their own blends and have talked about how getting glassware was hard to do. And I really think that may be the case is, uh, there, there's only two or three offerings out there unless you want to drop the coin to have a custom bottle. And I don't think any of these smaller groups or, uh, you know, whatever you want to call them want to spend that kind of money on top of what they're already having to spend to get source juice and, you know, other resources. And I always kind of like the tall skinnies anyway, because you can fit more in your cabinet. <laughs> so I'm, I mean, I'm if your cabinet's happy. eight foot tall, yeah. what if it's four? You need to squat bottles. <laughs> True. But then I mean, you can't I'm, how many people did Elijah Craig piss off when they changed that bottle shape? I loved that bottle shape though. Honestly. Have you seen, by the way, and I know we're probably going to talk about it in a big show before this, but I... The new 18. John, you know if it's not pre-fire, I don't care. (laughs) Let's go ahead and drink this unfiltered. That's another thing to mention. It is non-show filtered. Let's go ahead and drink this, taste it, tell you what we think. The the nose is pretty interesting. It's almost a lot of baking, but not spices. It's got some sweet sin. Yeah. Not much heat. I mean, laughably, we both had a... A strong in- inclination where this came from and whether or not that tips my hand on what I'm smelling. I, I tend to believe it doesn't just because it's such a distinct smell. But yeah, okay. was it Cascade Holler? Yeah, well, Cascade, Cascade Hollow, Cascade Distillery. Yeah, Holler. It's Cascade Springs is the, uh, is actually, it was named after the springs. But it, it, it's at an, a very tame nose. It's very sweet. It And I'm not getting corn. On the nose, it's it's baked, but it's not. It's I not get I get more of the aged side of that coin. You said that nine was the youngest, but obviously some older stuff was probably dumped in this, correct? 
Yeah, but it, it's nine years, ten months, so it's almost ten year. Well, that was the youngest one, though, right? Yeah. Okay, so there could be a nine and ten and then a whole bunch of 14s, but they have to put that, right? Which I'm, I do. I'm just saying, you know. When Dickel is involved, I do like the older stuff, their, their, uh, their barrel program. I haven't hated that. I just wish the 17 was a little bit higher in proof, but I, I don't mind the nose on this. No, and moving into a couple of sips here, it's not thick by any means. It's got a nice initial, um, you know, kind of rye kick that mimics that cinnamon smell, even though I would assume this is fairly a low rye mash, um, but it kicks up pretty well. Some sweet behind it. The corn's not terribly off-putting. No, but I get it. Yeah, it comes in about mid-palate. And then the back's even, um, it, it shows its age. For a blend to me, I, I think this really moves well as far as showing some kick, showing little youth, and then also showing age at the same time. And it seems to, to flow and move really well. And at the proof, it, it's not terribly strong, I guess, in any direction for any of those three key points I got out of it. No, and, and I got the, the tingle, too, with the corn in the mid-palate. And one of the things that, that I really enjoyed about this is I got a little bit of a hug. So, you know, towards oh, the bud, end. Oh, bud, you need a hug. I do. Oh, John. Big teddy bear. I'm sorry. But as it was going <laughs> down, I did get that hug in my chest. I, I wasn't necessarily expecting that from this. But I did taste the the age in a good way, not in mm-hmm. a bad way. It it. it was refined, I guess, is a better way to put it. Yeah, and I think whereas some products, you know, we've knocked for offering multiple aspects of, of profile, but none of them really flowing well. This this moves front to back pretty good. I don't really get I get the the rye kick at the front. I don't get anything in the back, but it does offer I think almost anything that a casual bourbon drinker would look for, whether it be a rye kick, whether they wanted sweet corn. Or they wanted to taste some age in the product. All three components are really there in a, a pretty balanced range. I think it's something you and I always try to look for complexity and something to talk about. And, and that provides another aspect of it, the conversation that you would have about the whiskey you're drinking. To me, this hits all those notes. At $52.99, I'm going to go ahead and say I would buy this one. What about you? I appreciate what it is, fifty two ninety nine. I don't know, but I, th- I think it goes back to a, an area of how much you're trying to analyze what you're drinking. So let me put it this way. Plenty of people don't think anywhere near what probably folks listening to this do. Let me, let for me lack put of it better this expression. way, right? Essentially what this is right now, they are trying to make themselves a distillery, but this is with batches, you know, small batches. This is essentially a bigger version of a really good store pick, right? And and that is the price I would expect it to be at. I think if you if it hits all the notes for you, it's a buy for me. If you don't like corn at all, then it's not going to be a buy for you. But it for me, it's a little variety than everything else I would have on my shelf. And every once in a while, I need to get away to refresh my palate. In the sense of, because especially, you know, a lot of stores here are, are, you know, generous enough to have tasters and whatnot. It's the bottle that at fifty two ninety nine, if you saw it on the shelf, you would probably keep going just because 52 is a little bit higher than most people are going to jump at a, an unknown product at. But if there's an open in a store, store gives somebody a, you know, a 
thimble or you know solo cup of this, they'd say, yeah, I'll take one. I, I mean, you, you know what I mean mm. in that regard. But I I kind of think the other way. When you see a bottle that looks like a BTAC and you see fifty two ninety nine, I think more people might jump on it from looks alone than having drank it. That's why I keep having those posts of I'm trying to empty these damn bottles. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, go ahead and find our Facebook group and see those posts at Dad's Drinking Bourbon on Facebook. It's a closed group. Answer some questions. We'll let you in. Also, find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, on Twitter at Bourbon Dads, on Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. You can find this podcast on all of your favorite podcast providers, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, Podknife, Tune In, Tune Out, Up, Down. You can go to... uh YouTube and, and get an audio version, please go ahead and leave us a five-star review. Tell us why you like us. If you don't like us, reach out to us. Talk to us. We'd love to talk to you. And uh, Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Uh, most days in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, and again, a big shout out to the folks in Memphis that uh, were generous enough to send us this. Would would really like to see how this moved from just the cash strength straight blend all the way down to the proofs. I'm I'm intrigued. Uh, I'll I'll give you two thumbs up for for some uh, Cascade Holler juice, which doesn't happen too often. We'd love to see this at like <laughs> one seventeen to one twenty five proof. I don't know if I'd go that far. I just like to see how it moved. I mean, I, I'd like to see what flavors came and went. Well, but, but this, like I say, two thumbs up for for this for sure. But we definitely appreciate it anytime someone is nice enough to send us something. We will tell you that sending us something does not automatically equate to a good review uh so thank you very much for for putting some uh putting a gamble out with two two jackasses with microphones hey there's a reason uh basil hayden sells as much as they do this is better cheers thanks <laughs>